write a compelling statement about who we are that showcases some of our accomplishments. Talk about our passions. Make it a little personal, but at the same time, we're looking to connect on our audience at a deeper level and giving them almost a highlight reel. But also, if you are struggling with this, don't hire a resume if you don't want to, but have someone else look at it and help ask those questions if you're struggling with it. Because at the end of the day, that's what decision makers care about is the why. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. We're your hosts. Jack and Kara Dennison, and we're your ultimate career coaches. We're here to help you find, land, and crush your dream job. And help you live an amazingly authentic life while doing it. If you're a professional ready to make the money you're worth, make an impact at companies you like, and live authentically, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. Class is in session. Welcome back to the Career Advancement Academy. Karen Jack, we're back and we are here to equip you with valuable insights and strategies to optimize not only your job search, but to propel you forward in your career. If you have not had the chance to listen to last week's episode, five ways your grind is killing you for those trapped in that cycle of hustle and grind and feeling like you're just being drained, can never get ahead wondering what the heck work-life integration is, if that's even possible, rest, I don't know her, definitely go check it out because it is probably one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done. It's really extremely personal to both Jack and I. And we talk about not only ways that maybe your grind might be killing you, but ways that you can get out of that grind cycle, incorporate some more rest into your life and some of the real tangible benefits of getting out of that grind cycle. I, I would love that that conversation. It was awesome. Now, today's episode, we're going to be tackling the one social media platform that's integral to your job search. For some, this is a common issue that many who start their job search tend to forget about. It's on that back burner. And today, our topic is why your LinkedIn profile sucks and what to do about it. Are, are you in a job search and are you hoping that people are going to be reaching out to you around ideal roles, right? Like that's, that's the game nowadays. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. But if we're not getting people reaching out to us around potential new roles that are a good fit, are they offering potential opportunities that are misaligned? Are you getting conversations? Because if you are awesome, we're so excited that you are getting reach outs that are aligned. Keep winning. That's really what we want for you. But if this isn't happening for you, if you've been wondering why you're not getting noticed and you're tired of everybody else getting hired but you, it's time to do an audit and a critical look at your LinkedIn presence. Yeah. A lot of professionals, leaders, high achievers, et cetera, they feel stuck in this career limbo because honestly, they're not sure how to brand themselves. And we get it, right? That's what we do every single day. We've written thousands and thousands of resumes. The hardest ones that we've ever had to write are our own. It's really tough to get out of your own mindset, out of your own brain that keeps braining and see yourself from an outside perspective, right? And so when if or if you're struggling to attract the right attention from recruiters, employers, decision makers, we're going to explore some ways for you to do an audit of your LinkedIn profile to optimize it so that you're getting more connections, more networking opportunities, more interviews, and more attention from the people that you want to get attention from, which are 
other industry leaders, recruiters, hiring managers, et cetera, so that you can go ahead and elevate your preference or your presence and unlock new career possibilities, giving you some of the strategies that we use to help our clients optimize their profiles. Now, our clients, they see success. And part of the reason is because we have a LinkedIn strategy and LinkedIn has become so essential to your job search where if you're seeking opportunities for growth, you're looking for new jobs, you really need to be here. But before we even dive in how to fix your LinkedIn profile, what to do, what are the issues, I just want to touch on some notes of why LinkedIn is such a powerful platform and why you need to use this for your job search, because it is a business social media platform. There are over 930 million members on LinkedIn currently. Mm -hmm. Think about that. It's a lot. In the U.S. alone, 202 million users. And as of June 2023, the platform has reached more than 65 million decision makers, according to LinkedIn's own official statistics. Mm -hmm. And we already know from studies that have come out many years ago that recruiters use LinkedIn to vet candidates after receiving your resume. They show that over 85% of recruiters are using LinkedIn to vet their candidates. So if you have an under-optimized LinkedIn profile, you might be experiencing some of the issues uh, such as not being seen, not being uh, offered opportunities at the level that you like, and we're going to be going through some of the other issues that people are, are running into in their job search. Absolutely. So, one of the biggest issues that a lot of people in their careers or specifically in their job search is they feel invisible, right? And this is a big issue when it comes to specifically your job search is all of a sudden LinkedIn becomes a critical tool only when you're in a, your job search. And professionals, job seekers, leaders, they feel invisible on LinkedIn. They're not attracting the attention to recruiters or hiring managers. They feel like their LinkedIn profile or the LinkedIn platform is a little overwhelming to use. And a lot of it is because they're not used to using it on a regular basis throughout their career. And it's just a tool that they open when it becomes a desperate situation or in a mindset where it's like, oh no, this is something that I have to use right now. And it's a critical need. And so a lot of times when it becomes uh, an issue of visibility, they're showing up in a desperate sort of mindset, um, which is not always the most attractive on that type of platform when it is filled with a lot of professionals that are there consistently investing in their career advancement, whether they're in a job search or not. And I, I really like that point because I think at the heart of this, everybody just wants to be valued. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Awesome. awesome. And everyone has value. Everyone has impact that they can bring to the table. And that's what we're getting at, right? Is we want to make sure that you're optimizing your LinkedIn profile and showcasing the value that you can bring and showing up to the right people who are going to value that. I love that. And, and I guess that kind of leads us to the next one, which is the second issue that we have on our list, and it's missed opportunities. So many uh, individuals and professionals just miss the opportunity that could be right in front of them because recruiters and industry leaders are searching this platform for top talent all the time. Mm -hmm. But if your profile just fails to impress, it doesn't have the right optimization. It's not telling the right story. It's not uh, capturing the psych uh, the psychological angle in which uh, people are really kind of 
moving really quickly right now. So we need to make sure that our impact is more surface level. We can't bury, bury the lead. There's so many little things that kind of go into this process or potentially consulting opportunities. There's all kinds of firms out there, small businesses, startups that are looking for talent like yourself. And if you have a profile that's optimized, it allows you to come up in searches more often. It also helps other people reach out and feel more comfortable reaching out around opportunities because they see your qualifications. Mm -hmm. And with that, the third issue is really about the opportunities. It's networking challenges, right? So uh, networking is a huge part of being on the LinkedIn platform. And it's a huge part in a job search, right? A lot of times you probably have heard it's not what you know, it's who you know. And what we strongly believe is it's both, right? It's not only what you know and what you can bring to the table, it's the impact that you have, but it's also the people that you know and leveraging those relationships. If you've heard us talk at all, whether it's been on this podcast, other podcasts, uh, TikTok videos, anything, right? You know that being in a job search and your only strategy being job boards where you're fighting against a robot or a software system and submitting a resume, which hopefully conveys your value. Um, it's not the best way to get your foot in the door. Your best advocate for you and your career is going to be you and selling yourself and telling your story. And so if there are if you are on LinkedIn, there are tools that can help with that, right? Having an optimized profile that tells your story that has your achievements on there, but also having the ability to network and make those connections with other people, which is, spoiler alert, something that we're going to be talking about next week. So stay tuned. But really having this together, really the tools on how to network, but also the tool in order to build those connections, which is LinkedIn, is going to serve you really well, not just in a job search, but in career advancement. It kind of goes back to that that uh, kind of thing where it's like the chicken or the egg. Yeah. What, what came first, right? Yeah. Because if we don't have an optimized profile, people are not going to feel comfortable wanting to give up their free time uh, to have a conversation with somebody who they know nothing about. But if we do have that that uh, impact out there. It now puts the ball in the other's court to decide, hey, is this person valuable? Will they be able to help me down the road? Could this conversation lead to something where I might be able to get something out of this, right? right. Because networking is a two-way street. Exactly. So now that we've kind of talked about the issues, they're all out on the table. Let's talk about how to fix it, how to optimize your LinkedIn profile for success. Mm -hmm. So Kara, what is your first tip to make sure that we're optimizing our LinkedIn profile? So I like to start from all the way up at the top and work our way down. So at the very tippy top is going to be your URL. This sounds really simple and kind of silly, but if you go over onto the right-hand side, when you're viewing your profile, there's a button that says profile and URL, and you can edit your URL. Uh, this is incredible. And not a lot of people know this, but it's so such a simple thing when you're putting your LinkedIn profile link on your resume or sending it out to people, having a streamlined URL that just has your first and last name, if it's available, instead of all the gobbledygook that LinkedIn puts in there, that's going to help show people that you're serious about LinkedIn. And it's going to be just easier for you to remember um, when you're giving it out at networking events or copying and pasting it um, over to people. And it's also going to look a lot cleaner on your resume. 
moving down from there, there's going to be um, a longer photo. That's just, it's, we call it the banner profile image. And I think that's what it's called on Google too. Um, but it's a very long photo. And a lot of times what people tend to do with this is, and I've seen everything, they put pictures of, you know, scenery or a uh, their city landscape or just a, a sunset that they really like or whatever, right? We are visual creatures as humans. And if recruiters are only going to scan your resume for about six seconds, they're going to do the same for your LinkedIn profile. You have a very short amount of time to capture attention. And with visual um opportunities like a banner profile image, this is a great time to really hone in on your branding and get something visually up there. Now, let's zoom out for a second and really talk about the point of your LinkedIn profile. Um, we want to make sure that your LinkedIn profile and all of the content in there is going to be about your career past, but the places where you can edit it, like your headline, this banner profile image, and your summary, we really want to gear that towards the next step in your career. What I mean by that is, hey, you only have six seconds for recruiters and decision makers to make a judgment on who you are and if you're going to fit into the role that they have for you, hopefully, right? So if you're going after a a director or a VP level role, for instance, but you've, you're only at a manager, right? Don't put manager up on that banner profile image or in your headline, put leader or executive or something else that when they see you for those types of roles, they're not pigeonholing you into a role that you've had in the past. They're seeing you as a good fit for what you can fit into in the future if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. And and what you're telling me is that every little thing matters. Everything will matter. So in this one, right, with the banner profile image, what I always recommend is picking an image. You can create one on Canva. You can go on to um, free photo sites like Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S.com and download something that speaks to what you do. If you're in technology, putting a technology type photo in the background. If you're a leader, putting a picture that shows leadership in the background really is going to help hone in. So if people are clicking and they see a sunset in the background, they're like, well, what is, who is this person? Right. Before scrolling, if you have something like a technology background, and then you have written on that image, your name executive technology or, you know, or technology executive or um, technology leader focused on, you know, whatever, they're going to be able to see within just a couple seconds, oh, this person is exactly who I'm looking for because it says so right here. And, and one thing about uh, psychology, right? The first input in is kind of really that first impression. Yeah. And so if we have a headline that directs them to see us as what we want them to see us as, now everything that they read after that is going to flow underneath what they already believe us to be. Yeah. So which... let's talk about the headline, right? So that was the banner image. So now this is the headline, right? So what Jack is saying is first impressions do matter. And most of the time your LinkedIn profile nowadays <laughs> in the digital age is going to be your first impression before people even get your resume, right? And what he's saying is the headline is going to be one of the most critical points of your job search and your LinkedIn profile. Why? 
It's because on the homepage, before people even click on your profile, the only pieces of information that they're going to see of your profile in order to get them onto your profile is your profile picture. It's going to be your name and it's going to be your headline. And so when I talk about future, uh, future facing your profile, right, towards that next step in your career, most people have their headline as, get this, their current position at their current company, right? So it pigeonholes people into staying where they are. However, if you create a headline, like Jack was saying, that is future proofing, that is allowing that first um, impression to set you in that next step of your career. So let's just use this technology um, example. If you're um, a technology manager or a lead and you're looking to get to that next level, you can say technology leader focused on implementing innovative solutions that drive revenue and customer satisfaction, right? If you're in that account management or service delivery or whatever, right? If you have that, now all of a sudden you're having a headline that speaks to results, speaks to the impact that you can bring to organizations and sets you up as a strategic leader instead of just technology manager at ABC company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At some point, we all need somebody to take a chance on us, right, to go up to that next level. But language matters Mm -hmm. and helping people uh, throughout this process because they're moving so fast is a great way uh, to be able to to direct direct the aim of the reader of that person vetting you. Mm -hmm. So a great tip. Mm -hmm. And before we move on to some of the other sections within your profile, let's take a step back and remember how do we get people on your profile? Mm -hmm. It is your name, it's your profile picture, and it's your headline. So having a killer headline is going to be important, but let's just touch for a quick second on your profile picture. I always want to make sure that you have a professional headshot as your profile picture. Now, when I say professional headshot, I mean, don't go hire a professional photographer. We don't need that in this day and age. Your cell phone, your iPhone, your Android phone has better cameras than when I was a professional photographer back in 2008, right? So definitely just go and get a friend, go outside, put a blazer on, put a nice button up shirt on or whatever it is. And go stand in a neutral background and have someone take a photo from your shoulders upward. Here's the reason why. On the homepage and in the recruiter license, your photo is very, very small. It's much smaller than what it is on your profile. And if someone has to squint to try and see your face to have that emotional connection with you as a person to click on your profile, it's not going to happen or it's going to happen less. Other things to be aware of and to avoid in your profile picture, don't um, put a picture of groups because people are not going to know which one of you are. Sort of same as dating advice, (laughs) online dating. And also stay away from things that obscure your face like hats or sunglasses. Um, And then you'll have a great profile picture that will do just fine. Love those tips. Absolutely awesome. Make sure that you're incorporating those in your headlines to to really optimize uh, the outreach maximal uh, visibility uh, for yourself. Now, the next tip, mm-hmm. we work our way down the LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. comes the about section. Mm-hmm. Now, there's an opportunity here to really engage the reader because we're not in our professional experience yet. And it's a chance to tell your professional story. So, what do we need to do? We need to com- write a compelling statement about who we are that showcases some of our accomplishments. 
talk about our passions, make it a little personal. But at the same time, we're looking to connect on our audience at a deeper level and giving them almost a highlight reel of what you've done so that they understand exactly what they're about to read if they go further down in your professional experience. Again, they're moving very fast. So this about section is almost like a kind of like a teaser, if you will. Yep. You kind of want it if if uh, anybody ever is a sports fan, you pay attention to ESPN, those highlights, da, 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 right? <laughs> if you have that, you're going to really want to have something that grabs the audience's attention and makes it say, oh, I want to see more. I want to know more. Right. Yeah. So here are some best practices for your about section that I love that we use for our clients. Um, what I love to do is, again, we capitalize on some of the visual elements and some of best practices when it comes to consuming information very fast. Again, recruiters, decision makers, they're only going to stay on your profile for a couple of seconds. So here are some best practices. When you're writing that about section, stay away from long paragraphs. When people see huge paragraphs of text, they're like, whoa brain fatigue, eye fatigue. No, thank you. I'm in the Twitter or X, whatever they've generation um, where I like things short and quick, right? That's why bullet points really work very well. That's why we write everything in our resumes in bullet point format is we are really using the psychological uh, persuasion techniques to get as much information scanned and read as possible same things happen in your about section. So what we typically do, the format and the formula that we use for our clients is we have two very small paragraphs at the top, very small, two to three sentences at max for each. And what they talk about, it's an overarching summary of your career, the big impact, what you focus on, what your expertise is on, and most importantly, what you're passionate about. Are you passionate about bringing um, win-wins to clients, to using your secret sauce to really make sure that you're leveraging partnerships, um, to leading uh, teams in a specific way, right? Um, whatever that is. And then underneath that, I use um, like a check mark emoji or some sort of emoji to really highlight specific achievements from that person's career that are super impactful and will set them up for success for the next step in their career. The reason being for this is if no one reads the rest of your professional experience, at least they're seeing some of the wins that you've had throughout your career and going, whoa, okay, so this is what this guy or woman can do for me and my my company. So that's uh, a little bit about what we include in some of the about sections. So now we're working our way down, continuing into our actual professional experience. And what do we write here? Because a lot of people, they, they're, we get kind of caught up in what we were told initially when we first ever wrote our first resume. And that's usually, hey, the job responsibilities and duties, right? It's just like, hey, what did I do? This is what I did. And when we write our branding that way, when we write our resume, our LinkedIn that way, what we're really kind of doing is we are skirting telling our individual story. We are not highlighting what makes you unique and why you're uniquely qualified. So what we really want to do is use that just as a jumping off point to ask the next question, which is how did how well did you do what you did? What was the story of of the this job responsibility of of what you had to do? What were some of the wins? What were some of the stories? How did you help some of these clients, right? Kara, do you want to elaborate? Yeah. When it comes when it comes to the professional experience section of your LinkedIn profile, it's the same methodology that we use for resume writing. Leave the responsibility bullet points to job descriptions. Leave that to HR, leave that to recruiters. 
decision makers can tell what you're what you were responsible for by what you accomplished. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily care that you were responsible for answering phones or making phone calls. They were what they care about is what was the point of those responsibilities? Why did you do those responsibilities? And what did it bring to the company? Did it bring money? Did it save costs? Did it increase efficiency or productivity? Did it increase employee engagement? Did it make the company better? Because at the end of the day, who decision makers and recruiters are hiring are game changers, are people who can come in and help move the needle, right? And it doesn't have to be such a big thing where it's like, you came in and revolutionized the company. No, it's, hey, did you go in and do your job and make some sort of a difference, right? And that can be, I know, like I know, whoever is listening to this podcast has made some sort of a difference. Even if you are in a, uh, let's just say customer service role, right? You've taken a certain number of calls. You've helped customers using your secret sauce, your customer voice, your um, relationship building. And because of that, you've helped save the company money. You've helped, you know, save clients, right? There are always reasons for why you're doing those responsibilities. And that's what you need to showcase. I absolutely love that idea. And I think we, that's where the anxiety comes in about writing about ourselves, right? Yeah, people sometimes don't know why, right? And and I get it, right? When you are in the day-to-day and you're clocking in at nine or eight or whatever time and you got your cup of coffee, you sit down and you're like, here I am just doing my job again. And that's fine. That's why, honestly, and you know, we would love to partner with you. Check out www.optimizedcareers.com and we'll do it for you. But that's why hiring a resume writer that you trust and who's done this, we're trained to look for the why. We're trained and because we've helped with so many people, we typically know the why behind the what because we've done this so many times, right? Your job is to go in and do the day-to-day and not think about the why, because that's why you're doing it, right? Also, when we write our own resumes, we're like, well, we were just doing it day to day. Oh my gosh, I don't want to have to think about that because then there's a lot of things that are attached to it. The coworkers, the potential toxic workplace, the you know, the office politics, all of that other stuff, which a resume writer is not going to have in their brain space like you have in your brain space. That's why I personally love my job is because I geek out about all this stuff and I love being able to see the why behind stuff. But also, if you are struggling with this, don't hire a resume if you don't want to, but have someone else look at it and help ask those questions if you're struggling with it. Because at the end of the day, that's what decision makers care about is the why. And and I would say that that's probably the number one thing I see every time I talk to somebody with their branding. It's it's really struggling to kind of piece that story together. Um, So let's keep it moving and talk about the next section on LinkedIn, which is really your skills, recommendations, and endorsements section. Because uh, this is an underutilized section of LinkedIn, and not many people actually fill out and know that they're allowed 50 skills. This is one of my favorite tips. Okay, we have to talk about this. I'm going to talk about keywords for a second. So your profile is keyword rich. So 
on the back end, there is this thing called the recruiter license. The recruiter license is a uh, license to access LinkedIn in a certain way that recruiters use in order to find you, <laughs> professionals, job seekers. There are two ways that they find you. From what I understand, talking to someone inside of LinkedIn that works on the recruiter license, they either find you by searching for in a search bar, people who have this in their profile, like a a specific keyword or, you know, whatever, a word. That's why having your profile filled out, having a headline, having an about section, having your bullet points, having all of this stuff in your profile is a great idea because you're more likely to have words that match what this recruiter is looking for. That's the first way. The second way is they literally have a drop down to select skills that they are looking for in candidates that they're looking for, right? So that dropdown matches your skill section in your profile. So what I always recommend, honestly, is to do an audit of your skill section at least once a year. That's what I recommend. However, anytime that you are going in and making changes to your LinkedIn, go give your skills a look. Give them a little look-see because here's one of the biggest things that that I see every single time, every single time. Okay. And I swear there's someone listening to this that's getting called out right here. People go and they set up their skills years ago, right? And I am guilty of this too. Years ago, I set up my LinkedIn profile in like 2008 or whatever, whenever it came out. So I set up my skills. Guess what my skills were 15 years ago? Microsoft Word customer service, like real individual contributor type skills that were great at the time, right? But now as you grow in your career and as you become a leader and you advance, those skills are no longer relevant, right? They, You still might have them. You might still be a badass at Microsoft Word. Most people are <laughs> these days. <laughs> Most people know Microsoft Word is what I'm saying, but you don't need Microsoft Word to be taking up a spot in your skill set, right? Again, we want to future proof your LinkedIn profile and gear it towards that next step in your career. So if you have 50 skills or even only just 10 or 15 or 20, and they are all skills that really matched with old positions in your career, time to do an audit. We need to go and add new skills in there that match the roles you're going after so that recruiters can find you and be like, oh my gosh, this person's a match, right? So what does that mean? Going and deleting, even if they have endorsements, skills that no longer make sense. Uh, So a good example, right? I used to own a photography business from 2008 to 2013. A lot of my skills were photography, Adobe, Adobe Photoshop, you know, Lightroom, like all of those other things, that doesn't make sense for me right now as a career coach and a human resources uh, professional. So I had to go and delete all of those and add new ones in. If you haven't done this in a while, please go and do that. How can you find the skills that are relevant? Go look for jobs that would be aligned with what you're going after and see what skills they're looking for and go and add those to your LinkedIn profile. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so often it's overlooked. Um, and, and one thing to just comment on, you had mentioned the endorsements. That's a great thing, but even better would be recommendations because 
These are people that you're connected to, hopefully, uh, in your network that you've worked with, you've had acquaintances that you've uh, driven results with, mm -hmm. so they can uniquely speak to the impact that you brought uh, in your career. And really having some of these on your profile is a great way uh, to showcase to people that you are qualified, uh, that people like you, um, but also that they trust you with work. Yeah, I agree. Recommendations are great. So before we kind of move on, I just want to want to help point out something. Remember that their LinkedIn presence is such a powerful tool. And that's kind of why we wanted to take an entire episode on this, because if you are not showcasing your true value and attracting the right career opportunities, you're going to be missing the boat and just sitting on the sidelines while watching a lot of other people have fun and see success in their careers. Mm -hmm. So we need to address those common issues that we uh, that we touched on today. Uh, and if you implement these tips that we've gone over, you're going to be on your way to achieving your professional goals. And we hope that you love today's episode. Mm -hmm. uh, that does conclude today's episode. Yeah. And if you like it, let us know, leave a review and also leave a comment on our YouTube video of this episode. Let us know if you would like us to do an episode on LinkedIn content. What's really incredible about LinkedIn content is only about 2% of LinkedIn users actually share content on the platform. And so if that is something that you are uh, looking to do, let us know. We'll do uh, an episode on that. Did you benefit from today's episode or are you looking for support in your job search? If you are, check out www.optimizedcareers.com to learn more about our solutions and services to support you on the journey to your next dream job. We're actually really excited about this. www.optimizedcareers.com is our new website for some new products and solutions and services that we have launched. We have moved away from having only a couple of uh, product offerings to having multiple product offerings for resume writings, LinkedIn optimizations, and total branding packages that come at a range of prices and investment points for everyone, no matter where you are in your career. Previously, we were focusing on leaders and executives, and now we have some pricing and some services for everyone. So if you are potentially looking to embark on a job search or advancing in your career this year, now is the perfect time to go check it out. We would love to work with you and talk with you. Everyone gets a free consultation with myself or Jack. Hey, join us next week for episode number 11. Three reasons why your networking calls aren't working. Ooh. But until then, start updating that LinkedIn profile and positioning yourself for success that you deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Career Advancement Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, just take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. Your feedback means so much to us and it helps others discover the Career Advancement Academy. Have a great day. Thank you for attending the Career Advancement Academy this week. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. If you're interested in working with us, check out www.optimizedcareersolutions.com to learn more.